Welcome to the Are You Menstrual podcast, where we dive deep into all things women's health to support you on your healing journey. I'm Amanda Montalvo, functional and integrative dietitian, also known as the Hormone Healing RD. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to keep learning, check out the podcast Patreon, where I share a bonus episode with additional downloadable resources each week. You can go to patreon.com forward slash hormone healing RD or check out the link in the show notes. All right, we have another episode on the nervous system this week. Last week, I interviewed nervous system expert Irene Lyon, who, I mean, I just can't recommend an episode enough. I loved it. I was like trying not to freak out the whole time interviewing her because I, I mean, I've literally purchased her course. I've watched a million of her YouTube videos. She's just, I think, a very, very important voice in that field. And she's really great at making complicated information easy to understand. So I'm hoping you listen to that episode, get a lot out of it. Of course, I have to follow it up with a mineral episode because, you know, with my background, I think of the nervous system and I think of hair mineral testing because there's a nervous system ratio and how, you know, not only can our nervous system impact our mineral status, but our mineral status can also impact how our nervous system is functioning. So I thought it would be fun to do an episode digging more into minerals. That's what we're going to talk about today. I do have, I've covered all these minerals in deep dives before, so I'm going to link to all those in the show notes. And then if you do want to see certain minerals I'm covering, like the bonus episode, if you want to see like, okay, what does it look like to get enough of these in my diet? Um, what does it look like to see these on testing, whether that be like blood work or I cover hair mineral testing a lot in the bonus episodes, then I would definitely check out patreon.com slash hormone healing RD. I'd love to have you. You can get access to everything I've ever shared in the exclusive tier. Um, and then I did a Q&A with Irene last week, which was really good. So let's get into the episode really quick. As always, this is not medical advice. It's just me sharing general education. Make sure you talk with your doctor before you make any changes to your nutrition, lifestyle, or supplements, please. So I'm going to cover calcium phosphorus and the calcium phosphorus ratio, specifically on the hair test. Um, That's what I'm going to start with. And then I'm going to get into how our nervous system impacts sodium levels, magnesium, and zinc, and then vice versa, right? Because those minerals all impact our nervous system and our ability to respond to stress as well. So those are going to be the major topics for this episode. We're going to dig right into the calcium phosphorus ratio because, of course, you know, that's the first thing my mind thinks of, especially when Irene was talking about like certain cases and stuff. I All I could think of was like, the exact clients I've had that fit that nervous system kind of like symptoms and uh, layout that she's talking about and like what their (laughs) calcium phosphorus ratio looks like. So that's our nervous system ratio. Um, There's a, there's a lot of ratios on the, on a hair mineral test. I'm going to link to an episode I did on how to test your minerals. uh, And I talk more about hair testing and what it is and what it shows you and the efficacy of it. But today I'm just going to kind of focus on this ratio and a few minerals that you're going to see on that test. So there are a bunch of ratios. One of them is called the nervous system ratio. That is calcium and phosphorus. Calcium is primarily controlled by the parasympathetic branch of our autonomic nervous system. Now, Irene defined all these things in the episode, so I'm not going to do like a very in-depth explanation. Please listen to her speak. It's much better than I could ever explain it. But to put it very simply, the parasympathetic branch, a lot of people think of this as the rest and digest branch of our nervous system. So calcium is largely controlled by that branch. When our parasympathetic nervous system is dominant, there is 
tends to be an accumulation of calcium in comparison to phosphorus. Because remember, the, the ratio is just looking at the levels of these two minerals compared to each other and coming up with that. While ratios are very helpful on hair mineral testing, we have to also look at individual levels of minerals as well because someone could have a high calcium phosphorus ratio but low calcium levels. And I'll talk a little bit more about that nuance at the end of the section. But uh, so basically we can have higher levels of calcium in comparison to phosphorus when that parasympathetic nervous system is dominant. Now, you might hear parasympathetic, the rest and digest state being dominant and think, well, isn't that a good thing? Like, don't we want to not be in fight or flight constantly? Yes, we definitely don't want to be in fight or flight constantly, but we also don't want to be stuck in any one nervous system state. That's when we have dysfunction. And when we are stuck in that parasympathetic nervous system state, I think of being in that frozen state, right? You're stuck in a freeze. And Irene does talk about this in the episode she was stuck in freeze for a really long time. She has a great video on YouTube about it and how she got out of that state. Um, But what I tend to see is having that high calcium phosphorus ratio means that person is stuck in that freeze state. And we see this with clients a lot that that are slow metabolic types, they have that high calcium phosphorus ratio because um, that ratio also indicates your partially your metabolic type. If you have a high calcium phosphorus ratio, you have a slow metabolic type because your metabolism slows down with the accumulation of calcium. If you have a low calcium phosphorus ratio, it means you have more phosphorus than calcium, which can be more stimulating and that you're more in that faster fight or flight state. So you're a fast metabolic type. Um, There are different variations of metabolic type. I talk about that in an older episode and then of course in great detail in my Master Minerals course. But basically just knowing high calcium phosphorus means slow stuck in freeze. The interesting thing is Irene was talking about in the episode how when you're stuck in freeze, it's actually like a very energetically demanding state because it's like caging an animal that should be free. I think she used the reference of like a tiger or something and how how much energy it takes for that tiger to be stuck in a cage because it's not its natural state. Um, so that's and that's really what's ha- similar to what's happening in our bodies when we're stuck in that free state. Your parasympathetic nervous system that rests and digests, it's putting the brakes on fight or flight. And so it, it essentially your metabolism is slowing down, but keeping your body in that state does require a lot of energy and it takes a while to get out of. So I just thought that was really interesting. That's definitely something that we see with hair mineral testing and that high calcium phosphorus ratio. We can have high calcium from other things. Now, a lot of these go back to stress. Um, So I think that at the end of the day, stress in our nervous system is pretty much always absolutely related to our calcium levels. Um, Especially if we think of like one of the most common reasons to have elevated calcium on a hair test is because of a magnesium deficiency. And how does magnesium get depleted? from stress. <laughs> and we'll talk about magnesium. That's one of the minerals we're going to cover today. Um, so we'll talk about that in more detail in a bit. But magnesium deficiency, not getting 
calcium rich foods in the diet. So then our body is led to compensate because it's got to get the calcium from somewhere. So it's going to take it from our bones and our teeth. And then on our hair test, that calcium is going to look high. Uh, we can also get high calcium on a hair test from excessive vitamin D supplementation. Um, because I mean, that's really what vitamin D does. It increases the calcium absorption in the gut. Um, so that's a big one. We also, from having low vitamin D, that can also cause calcification. So it's kind of like most vitamins and minerals. It's like Goldilocks. We want to be right in the middle. Um, certain medications and supplements that can increase calcium, like antacids, if you're using that for acid reflux, um, things like lithium, thiazide, diuretics, estrogen. So like any type of birth control or bioidentical hormone, tamoxifen, um, calcium supplements, which are really common, especially in the female population. I think of like, you know, menopause, I'm going to do a whole nother episode on menopause. Don't worry. Um, maybe two, but calcium supplementation, very common that, and if we don't need it and if we're taking a lot, then it can lead to calcification. Um, having an excess of copper that can also lead to calcium accumulation and slowing down of the metabolism and then excess estrogen for sure. Um, and also traumatic events. And a lot of that, the way the traumatic event is causing that calcification, that accumulation is because of stress, that stress response. I mean, the type of stress that you're going to get from your body's response to a traumatic event typically doesn't just go away after the event. It's like a chronic stressor. So in general, the parasympathetic nervous system is more sedative. It reduces our metabolism. This is why we want to have that balance between calcium and phosphorus on our hair test. And that's really what the nervous system ratio is looking at. When we think of the sympathetic nervous system and phosphorus, that stress response, that fight or flight, that is having a huge impact on phosphorus. When it's dominant, there's typically an increase in the accumulation of phosphorus in the hair compared to calcium. So again, you might not have high phosphorus, but you could have phosphorus that is higher than calcium. And therefore that would give you, you know, a lower calcium phosphorus ratio, which would speed up that metabolism, make you a fast metabolic type and be someone that is likely in that fight or flight state. Other reasons we can have high phosphorus, uh, not eating enough protein, especially if we pair just like under eating in general with over exercising, that's going to eat up more of your muscle tissue and that will elevate phosphorus levels on a hair test for sure. Um, having an excessive amount of processed foods that have phosphorus additives like soda, carbonated beverages in general, breakfast cereal, um, sweetened iced teas are hugely elevated in phosphorus, non-dairy creamers, and a lot of like bottled coffee drinks. Um, those can definitely lead to elevated phosphorus. If you have kidney dysfunction, this is much more likely to show up on blood work than on a hair test. Um, so, you know, obviously if you have a history of kidney dysfunction, you have elevated phosphorus, that it's, it's going to be an issue with the kidneys. If you have hypoparathyroidism or hyperparathyroidism, these can disrupt the balance between calcium and phosphorus. So this can really throw off that ratio. And then conditions like rhabdomyolysis, which is muscle breakdown, right? So again, that muscle tissue, if it's broken down in excess, that's going to elevate phosphorus. Too much vitamin D, calcium supplementation, and magnesium deficiency. Those are all kind of reasons we can have high phosphorus on a hair test. So again, like we always want to pay attention to the individual mineral levels as well, but looking at your ratio and then 
think, and not just like identifying with it, because I think that's something we tend to do with labs. And I talk about this a lot in my Master Minerals course, but it's easy to see a hair test or any lab and, and want to like find yourself in that. Um, but it's really important to keep things in context to you. Thyroid health is essential for healthy hormones, digestion, energy, and more. Our thyroid is so important because it sets the metabolic pace of our body, which controls how every single system functions. Whether you think you may have some thyroid dysfunction going on based on symptoms you may have or have a confirmed diagnosis, chances are you haven't been given the best tools to address your thyroid health. I've been there. Thyroid is a big part of my health journey and something I've been optimizing for the last decade. I'm very passionate about this topic, which is why I created a free thyroid training that walks you through how to assess thyroid health, all the labs. I do cover blood work and what the optimal ranges are. I just want to say that I think we have to look beyond blood work when it comes to assessing our thyroid health. That's why I also cover hair mineral testing, urine testing, and then basal body temperature, which is a measurement you can do at home to assess your thyroid health. I've had so many people reach out and say they can't believe that this training is free. I promise you won't be disappointed. I also cover nutrition tips for optimizing thyroid health. You can head to the link in the show notes or to my website, hormonehealingrd.com, to watch the training. There's just so much lacking when it comes to helpful info on thyroid health. So I'm really hoping that this training helps you and fills that gap. So for example, if someone has a high calcium phosphorus ratio, then that just means their calcium is higher than their phosphorus and they're likely stuck in that parasympathetic state. You then want to look at your calcium levels, look at your phosphorus levels and think, do you, is your calcium actually high? Because it doesn't mean that you have to like avoid calcium rich foods if you have a high calcium phosphorus ratio. Um, or is it that your calcium is actually optimal, but your phosphorus is very low? Then you'd want to think about, okay, am I getting enough protein in my diet? A lot of women are not, spoiler alert. Am I breaking down the protein that I'm eating well? I have a whole episode on digestion from this season um, that you could dig into if you think that's your state. So it's kind of understanding like the why behind, well, why are these my levels versus just thinking like, oh, I have, I'm, I'm a slow metabolic type. My metabolism is slow and, and kind of just making it mean all these negative things. It, it's a piece of information. It's data. It's so, it can be so helpful, but sometimes I think the way that we want to identify and take on our labs, especially with hair testing. I mean, it's telling you a lot about yourself. It isn't helpful. It's it's not actually helping you take the next steps to work on things. And if we have a lower calcium phosphorus ratio and, we, cal and phosphorus is higher than calcium, we're in that faster metabolic state. You want to think about Am I in chronic fight or flight? Am I stressed out a lot? Do I live a high stress lifestyle? Um, and then again, thinking about looking at your actual calcium levels. Are they low? If so, are you getting calcium rich foods in your diet? Doesn't have to just be dairy either. There's a lot of non dairy calcium rich foods. I have an Instagram post on this and I talk about this more in the calcium episode, but like leafy greens, beans, salmon, um, so many things can be really high in calcium that are not dairy. Uh, and then thinking about, okay, so if my calcium is low, um, am I taking a lot of magnesium? That can also lower calcium levels as well if you're not getting a balance of those. I just think of, we've had a lot of clients in the past where they are taking a lot of magnesium because they're super stressed and they they know that that can help. Um, and they're not doing dairy because maybe they don't tolerate it. Their digestion isn't in a good place or gut health's not in a good place, whatever it might be. 
And then that can lead to much lower levels of calcium. And that will, again, that will lead to higher levels of phosphorus, which puts your body in that more like sympathetic fight or flight state. Um, so we just always want to keep that bigger picture in mind. Ratios are very helpful. I especially like them on a retest because it lets you see like what kind of progress you're making. But we have to also keep the actual levels in mind because I, I get a lot of people inside the course that like, there's a thyroid ratio, for example, and a lot of times if you have a high thyroid ratio, the calcium-potassium ratio, then that can indicate slower thyroid function, meaning you're not using that thyroid hormone well and it's slowing your thyroid use down. And then having a low thyroid ratio can indicate faster thyroid function or quicker use of that, usually like the stress state. And people will ask like, well, I have hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism, but my thyroid ratio is the opposite. And that a lot of that's because the hair test is looking at your response to stress and your stage of stress. So you can have hyperthyroidism, but not be using thyroid hormone effectively cellularly because of low mineral levels or mineral imbalances. Um, so we just, it's always so important. And yes, ratios are important, but don't identify with your ratios. Look at your individual mineral levels. And if you're like, I did a hair test. I don't understand it. I don't really understand how to interpret it. Then I would definitely check out my master minerals course. It breaks down every part of the test and it has a roadmap that brings you through one mineral at a time. We go through the ratios, the heavy metals, everything. And then that'll help you better understand what to do based on your results. If you haven't done a hair test, you can purchase one with the course. Um, but we get a lot of people in there that have done a hair test and just don't understand how to read it. So that is your, your nervous system ratio. Calcium and phosphorus, calcium is sedative, phosphorus is stimulating, calcium is connected to that being stuck in that parasympathetic state, putting the brakes on that fight or flight response. And then phosphorus is more connected to being in that active fight or flight, high stress state. Um, and that ratio is just indicating, you know, wh which one are you more dominant in? Um, you can obviously be balanced as well. Having an optimal ratio, uh, that's ideal. Uh, but I think that's the hair mineral test is a great way to get a look at like what's going on with your nervous system. Okay, so what other minerals can impact our nervous system? I could not talk about this without mentioning sodium, magnesium, and zinc. Not only do these minerals impact how our bodies are able to handle stress, but they're also greatly impacted by being in the fight or flight state or having being especially chronically, um, but in general. So we'll talk about sodium first. When we are in that sympathetic or fight or flight nervous system, this is going to play a major role in how we regulate sodium. It's not the only way we regulate it. Uh, our kidneys obviously regulate it. Uh, in a hormone called aldosterone, which I go into more detail in the deep dive. So I'm not going to do that here. Um, but our nervous system also plays a role in regulating sodium. So when our bodies are experiencing a stressor that stimulates that sympathetic nervous system, and that causes an increase in sodium retention. And in fact, if our sodium levels are low, then our nervous system actually turns on in order to increase the body's sodium levels. It's that important. Sodium, I mean... It's so it's important for a lot of things for your adrenals to function properly, um, but it's also really important just to get nutrients inside our cells. When sodium is low, it can lead to nutrients having a hard time passing through, so your cells don't get nourished. Um, it, it decreases cell permeability, so less passes through, and it tends to lead to insulin resistance. So 
Sodium is incredibly important. Our bodies know this. If we don't have adequate levels, our body will put us into that fight or flight state so that we can increase and retain more sodium versus excreting and getting rid of it. Um, so low levels of sodium are a stressor on the body and they, it does like weaken our adrenal glands and can lead to that extreme fatigue. Like when people talk about adrenal fatigue, I'm just like, what are your sodium levels like? Because it's, it plays a huge, huge role. Um, so not only does that nervous system affect the sodium that sympathetic fight or flight state, but that sodium, those sodium levels will affect our nervous system. Uh, so it's something where it's really important. We don't want to overdo sodium. We want to balance it with potassium. I did a whole deep dive on that last season. So I'm going to link that in the show notes if you want to like nerd out a bunch. Um, but sodium is one where it goes both ways. If we don't have enough, it's stressful. Um, if our body is in fight or flight, it's going to use it up. Okay. So then magnesium. So magnesium is like a, it's, it's kind of like sodium in that, but it's more like a vicious cycle and it gets depleted very easily. So when we experience a stressor, our brain gets alerted, sends signals to our adrenal glands, release stress hormones, right? That's the fight or flight nervous system in action. That then leads to the excretion of magnesium. It's one of the first minerals we lose when we're in the fight or flight state. And so the more stress we have, the more magnesium loss we're going to have. And this is why on hair tests, oftentimes if someone's really stressed and they're not like completely depleted yet, then you're going to see high magnesium levels. And that's signifying a loss of magnesium. The body is using it up. It's leaving the cell so it's elevated. Research has shown that there's a bidirectional relationship with magnesium and stress. So this means that stress causes magnesium loss and magnesium deficiencies increase the body's susceptibility to stress. So it's this vicious cycle of releasing stress hormones. We deplete magnesium and then that stimulates the adrenals to be in fight or flight even more if we don't have adequate levels of magnesium. So similar to sodium, where if we have low levels of sodium, the body's going to go into that fight or flight state, um, except our body doesn't retain magnesium. It's really just using it up. And we do have studies and research on magnesium and the nervous system and how if we use 400 milligrams of magnesium a day, it was associated with a clear improvement of heart rate variability, HRV. And this was measured as an indicator of like the parasympathetic nervous system and the vagal system's response to stress. And these subjects were particularly, they were endurance training once a week um, and it was like complete moderate muscle, like so full body. Uh, and they saw that change if they took even just 400 milligrams a day, which is less than the RDA or right. It depends on if they're men or women, um, but either right around or less than the RDA, then it still improved their heart rate variability, which is showing an improvement in their parasympathetic vagal tone. Um, and then they did look at supplementation with 300 milligrams and that showed positive results on stress relief, particularly in people that reported severe stress levels. Um, and they also saw a reduction in depression, anxiety, stress skill score of up to 45% from baseline. So we don't need an incredible amount of magnesium to see a difference, which I think is important to note because a lot of times people will you know, run out and start supplementing with magnesium without like understanding their other mineral levels. And unfortunately, magnesium 
can lead to sodium loss. Um, it makes it harder to retain sodium because it lowers aldosterone levels because it's lowering stress. And aldosterone is how we retain sodium. So we do want to be careful with magnesium supplementation. There's a lot of cool studies that I'm going to link to in the show notes on using magnesium supplements and how it can be positive for stress reduction, nervous system support. Um, but you do, if you have very low sodium levels on your hair test, then you want to try to improve that before jumping into magnesium supplementation because you may not feel better. A lot of people, they take magnesium and they're like, I don't actually feel better or I don't tolerate it. Maybe it makes them more wired or feel more stressed or more anxious. And that's when you want to think about you might have really low sodium levels because remember... If your sodium's low and you take magnesium, it's going to reduce how much sodium you're retaining and that will put your body in that fight or flight state. So it's basically negating the positive stress relief and nervous system effects that you could get from that magnesium. I don't think that anyone's going to hurt themselves with a low dose of magnesium, like the study with 300 milligrams. I I don't think that's going to harm anyone. But uh, if you take it and you don't feel good, listen to that. That's a, that's a really important piece of information that your body's giving you, and it could be because of low sodium. Okay, so finally, we'll talk about zinc. Um, this is another cyclical relationship with cortisol. Zinc helps to blunt cortisol release in the body. Um, now, of course, if we're experiencing a stressor, we want to have that cortisol release. And I talk about this in the cortisol episode where I talk about like a holistic approach to optimizing cortisol from it's episode two, I think from this season. Um, it's an important one because like, I just feel like people are always trying to reduce their stress and I mean, we don't want to get rid of all of our stress. We don't want to have no cortisol, right? We don't want to take a ton of supplements that are just going to lower cortisol. Cortisol is not bad. It's an important part of a healthy stress response. And that's when we're going to feel good when we have a healthy response to stress. Um, so it's not having no stress, it's having a good response to stress. Uh, when we're dealing with chronic stress, that can deplete zinc along with sodium and magnesium. Gut health issues can also deplete zinc for sure. And I talk about that more in the zinc deep dive. Um, but zinc has this protective response to cortisol and can help blunt it. So if we have low levels of zinc, it can make it really hard to protect our bodies from this excess of cortisol. And the other thing I want to mention, I talk about this in that, I talked about zinc in the mental health episode, like the three minerals that impact zinc um, a couple episodes ago. And it's one of those minerals where it's really important for GABA. If we can't, if we don't have enough zinc, because we utilize that to make GABA, um, then GABA levels can be lower and that can lead to more feelings of like fear, worry, stress, being in that fight or flight state. GABA is really calming. It's helpful for calming that nervous system. So that's the other thing I think of is like, not only if you don't have enough zinc, can you not blunt the cortisol, but you also probably aren't making enough GABA, which will, of course, lead to more feelings of stress, anxiety, those types of things. So zinc's another really important one as well. And you can see that we can't just supplement these minerals. We have to understand like, because if, I mean, you could, but it probably won't actually help how you're feeling or help your health long-term because ultimately we need to understand where is the stress coming from? What is depleting these minerals in the first place? Is it an external stressor? Is it a mental emotional stressor? Is it a physical stressor like poor gut health, poor digestion, something maybe like a pathogen or something? Um, is it like a, like a historical mental emotional like trauma stressor or something like that? Like Irene talks about this stuff a lot. I mean, that 
you can do all the things and like Brendan, we talked about this in the mental health episode, um, like constantly doing lab tests and trying to figure out what the root cause of your mental health issue is. But ultimately it's like, what are you avoiding? Are you avoiding looking inward? Um, that's often the hardest work to do. I think nervous system work is also very difficult because it requires you to feel and be in your body. And that can be really hard for a lot of people, especially if you have a history of trauma. Um, but it, it's amazing how there's so many tools that we can use to support ourselves. I think hair mineral testing is a very important tool when it comes to someone that is working on their nervous system, working on their mental, emotional health, because it will help you understand like, yes, like doing that nervous system work and learning about your body is important. But if you're incredibly depleted and have no minerals, I mean, that's going to make that work much harder. So it's like, how can we pair and mesh these things together? I think is just very crucial. Um, so that's it. That's minerals in the nervous system. If you're wondering how you can assess your mineral status, you can do hair tissue mineral analysis. That's my preferred testing. You can purchase a hair test when you enroll in the Master Minerals course. If you already have one, you don't have to purchase one with the course. Um, and I teach you how to understand the test. You get a roadmap that walks you through each part of it. Um, there's videos as well. The roadmap can get you through your whole test in less than an hour. That's why I made it. Um, and I'm going to put a link for this in the show notes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Irene and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Are You Menstrual podcast. If you want to support my work, please leave a review and let me know how you like the episode. This lets me know like what you guys want more of, less of. I read every single one and I appreciate them more than you know. If you want to keep learning, you can get access to the bonus episode and additional resources on patreon.com forward slash hormone healing RD. I'd love to have you in there. Thanks again. And I will see you in the next episode.